Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. We're your idiots, Marianne, Michelle, and Francesco. From pneumaticminds.capital. Here, we interview the best investors on the planet to learn their secrets and tell them a lot of bad jokes. Then, we use their knowledge to invest in emerging market startups. Because this is the most effective way to lift people out of poverty and make outstanding returns. If you want to see what we are investing in this week, please join us at nomadicminds.capital. Here we go. The first ever podcast episode is on and we are live and we go as a super special star our guest my mentor slash hero james but here and uh, gonna tell us everything about himself so james nice to have you here thank you so much for joining us and yeah i'm super excited uh when i'm excited my english become worse so expect a lot of really bad mistakes <laughs> um yeah, yeah, no, we, so, have, we have we, we have worked together before uh, definitely. <laughs> he knows uh, you don't have to uh, apologize and <laughs> uh, yeah so james do you want to tell about yourself to our three listeners yes absolutely well first of all i'm really excited to be here and obviously to be asked uh, honored really um you know it's been amazing watching you francesco sort of fly through the ranks and uh, no i'm really really happy to be here um so i'm james spots as you mentioned um i think i do qualify as being a serial entrepreneur now um three businesses two exits one failure um and i'm sure as we sort of go through this podcast we'll discuss them a little bit more but long story short started one of the first online jewelers back in 2004 uh when no one was buying anything off the internet really they thought i was mad they thought who on earth would buy a ring you know yeah. buy on and then uh actually just before the recession really kicked in in 2008 the company was acquired by a big um high street jeweler um they really needed to get in online they actually asked me to help them and i said no i'm not going to help you buy the business um so that happened yeah. um then started a music business which was going to save music um that was in 2009 just before spotify started to get really big uh everyone was stealing music so we came up with a concept a price comparison website for buying the cheapest legal music um that was actually my first uh introduction into raising money i never i'd never raised money before um but it was actually quite easy because they came to us uh, which always always helps um long story short it's very difficult to make money in music so we ended up sort of folding that business and i think it was one of the one of the only startups not one of the only startups but quite rare that you end up giving money back to investors yeah. um but you know the money was there we didn't need it so we gave it back um and then i worked in an agency a large agency mnc starch mobile uh, for about four 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 and a half years 
uh, grew that business quite dramatically along with the, the management team there. And then set up my own agency in uh, 2016, uh, which was uh, a very niche agency focusing on uh, mobile marketing. And then we were acquired in September 2018 uh, by a large independent agency called Jellyfish. Uh, and then I was in a earn out period until July 2020. And then in July 2020, I left the business to go and pursue lots of other things like investing, who we're going to discuss today. So I, I had a look at your LinkedIn profile. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, you got the, the profile photo. Good profile photo, by the way. Yeah, you got nice the... corporate photo. <laughs> as soon as you get acquired, you have to have a proper picture because before it was like an iPhone and let's find a nice brick wall. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then you got James Bond and you usually get the title, right? And I thought your yeah. title, taking a break with a hint of investing and advising, that's when you know you've made yeah. it. It's like taking a break <laughs> on the private island. Yeah, well, exactly. Not quite a private island, but um, no, I, you know, I think it's important because I, you know, I never went to uni. Um, yeah. You know, it's not never been my route. So I, all, I just went straight into work and, you know, I'm 30, I'm nearly 38, been working for a long time. I know obviously people work for a lot longer, but when you're running your own businesses, it's very stressful and it's just, you know, I've had stress for like 20 years. Um, yeah. So I am taking a break um, and, you know, I'll think about what to put on LinkedIn and it just seemed like... <laughs> Like no, that. like it's just an honest title. It's, it is exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, That's I actually thought it was quite. Yeah, I thought it was quite inspirational. You know, like taking a break, oh, yeah. but while still making like a difference in the world. Ninja, like, none of that stuff. Yeah, and I thought like it is quite inspirational, especially now that you've uh, like come out saying that you didn't go and like take the the route that most people do go get your degree yeah. and then go into your business. Yeah. And like mm. um, I read that you took SEO Co that got acquired by Jellyfish from zero to one with no funding at first, right? How did you do that? Well, we never, we never, we never took a penny, a penny of funding. So we never, we never fundraised. Yeah, we took it, um, you know, my business partner, a guy called Tom Twig, you know, we started that business. We put uh, £1,500 in to the business bank account which was yeah. pretty much just to sort of get the website going, you know, buy a few, a couple of mobile phones. Um, mm -hmm. But we had a very clear plan for that business and the plan was to make money. It was never a, um, you know, let's kind of build, build and they will come mentality. We knew the product and, you know, very quickly we were able to, you know, win big clients and the business, up until we sold it and still now has always been a bootstrapped, you know, self-sufficient business, which, you know, I'm, uh, you know, we're here to talk about investment and raising money. I've got nothing against that whatsoever. And I think for a lot of businesses, it is extremely necessary, Yeah. but you don't have to raise money. If you can make money, you know, you can still grow a business without, without making. And that's kind of our, that was what we wanted to do. So the goal yeah. was definitely achieved within your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, did, um, I mean, look, the what we did with that business, I won't, you know, 
I wouldn't say it was an, an anomaly, but you know, we we found a niche within an industry that was growing very, very fast. Um, and we were able to just grow it really, really quickly. You know, we did, you know, we did I think we did a million revenue in year one, but more importantly, Fantastic. we netted about five hundred K. So we did about half a million profit in year one. Um, yeah, which incredible. you know for a startup with no uh no funding or anything like that exactly. it's pretty crazy and actually it, it just went up and up from there uh, obviously we had a great yeah. team francesco included <laughs> um but you know it was a great business model it was extremely needed and you know i think as the saying goes you make hay while the sun shines and the sun was shining brightly and we went out there and just went for it. And it was a beautiful just, day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, we just we just went nuts. You know, we worked in the competition, yeah. and you know, we spoke to as many people as you possibly can. Which, again, you know, with for an agency, usually their business development is not as aggressive as normal businesses. It's quite slow. It's more nurturing. Whereas we were just like, okay, plan is to speak to as many people as we possibly can educate the market on what we're doing and try and win as much business as we possibly can. Um, and then obviously on the other side, you know, they, we were bringing it in and then obviously they were trying to retain it. Um, but the more you bring in, the more you retain, obviously the, the better yeah. your business becomes. Sorry, just another question. Um, as yes. you mentioned like on your LinkedIn profile about the, the little bit of investing you do. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Like what are you currently investing in? Um, Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. So, uh, of, of course, m- not all of them, but most of my investments are on LinkedIn. So if anyone mm-hmm. wants to go and trawl through them, more than welcome. Um, it's quite varied, to be honest. You know, I don't have a, you know, I don't just invest in one particular area. Yeah. My own personal investment thesis is that I go in bigger rather than smaller. So I think a lot of investors or angel investors will have 20 to 30 probably yeah. much smaller investments yeah. in companies. I would rather actually invest more into a business um, rather than... How, oh, sorry. Where did you find that strategy? Like, is it from your experience from being a startup or... like no, where did I, you... I just, I just, in my opinion, I think the higher the, higher the risk... Uh, sorry, yeah. the, the higher the risk, the higher return, right? So, so you're a big yeah. gambler. <laughs> I'm actually not. I actually, I actually don't gamble. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have done, but it's not. It doesn't really, doesn't really float my boat. When it comes to business, I know that the more you put in, usually, if you if you believe in something, the more you will get out of it. And for me, I'd yeah, rather exactly. put in meaningful sums into businesses that I really genuinely think have got a chance of exiting. Mm-hmm. Then putting loads of tiny little bits into businesses that don't have like a very, very clear path to exit. And I think that's really important. So if you look at all my investments, yeah. they, e- they either make money or they are money-making businesses. They are mm-hmm. scalable businesses, which I think is really important. Um, or yeah. they are building something that I genuinely believe either is going to help the planet, like like it, it, uh, sustainable, um, like sustainable investing, for example, or you know there are things that are. In fact, it's just got really popular now because Facebook has just changed their name to Meta, 
but there's one company that I'm involved in uh, called M-XR, and they are building this technology which is essentially going to uh, scalify and just completely change the way that we can build things in 3D and augmented reality. So stuff like that, while, it, I mean, they do make some revenue, but while it might not be like, you know, their, their job is to go out and get revenue, yeah. like, there's a very clear path to how successful that business can be. So when I'm looking at companies, it's like, do you make money already? If not, like, what is like, like there has to be, to be like a very specific plan for me. Yeah. It's not like, oh, Google might buy us one day or, you know, someone might buy us a big corporation or a competitor got bought. Like, for me personally, I like to be a bit more specific. And if you look all the, the companies that I'm invested in, you know, I think they're quite not niche, but they've got very specific goals. And also, yeah. I mean, a lot of the investors I actually know personally, which again, yeah. is, you know, uh, with investments, and I'm sure you, you probably hear this all the time, but you are investing in the people, and especially yeah, in early true. stage and seed investing when the business yeah. technically isn't even there, or if there's an MVP at best, you are literally investing in those people. And I think three or four of those investments that are on there, a couple of them I actually met as part of like a group of entrepreneurs. We were all involved in like a 30 under 30 type thing. Met them. There were also great businesses. And and like MXR, believe it or not, you know, I met Ryan in the pub. Seriously, I was, I, I, I'd gone to meet someone and he was like, oh, I've got this guy's coming to have a beer with us. Do you mind? I was like, no, not at all. Started talking to him and he's talking about this technology that he's building to automate the process uh, to create things in 3D. I'm literally just like, what? I'm like, so no one else is doing this. He's like, no, yeah. my business partner is a genius. He comes from the world of 3D and we've come up with a way that means that you don't have to film it 360 yeah. degrees and get hundred <laughs> designers to, to put it all together. We're going to do it automatically. I'm, literally, my mind was just like... Yeah, that's incredible. I the fact that you met in a bar, no one can say now that business doesn't happen in a bar. This <laughs> is what you tell your wives. Well, <laughs> I, well, I, come from, well I come from media, so basically all business is done in the pub, usually. Uh, oh, okay. But, Makes sense. But that would have been definitely a good excuse to go more often to the pub. Ah, like, you, you know yeah. what, honey, I'm doing business. I'm having my yeah. mind. You know what? It'll do for me. I'll always say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, 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 so it's quite, it is quite varied. Okay. And James, so basically, like, your world flow is connections, basically personal connection or uh, this guy in the pub. There's the world well, the <laughs> well, the, well, the guy in the, the, guy in the pub, I think, was definitely a one-off. But I'm really happy and happy it happened because, you know, like, you asked me what's special about them. You know, they have got patents, you know, coming out their ears. Like, they're, everything they're doing is they're patenting. And mm. I genuinely think the technology that they've got, you know, for gaming, films, for CGI, for retail, it's, it's just mind-blowing how, how you know, amazing that might be. And I'm think one of their biggest investors, um, uh, along with a few other people, because I just believe so much in it. And the guys who run it, 
are amazing as well. So like, you know, everything just sort of came together. But in terms of deal flow, Francesco, um, it weirdly, because of that title, I, I do get approached a lot on LinkedIn. So there are, uh, I do get a lot of approaches, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I also attend, not 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 as regularly now because of COVID and everything else, but quite a few VC firms and syndicates will do deal flow meetings. So you sort of go down there and there's, you know, 15 of you and they kind of run through their deal flow and there's an opportunity to invest, which I find really interesting because rather than, you know, just having uh, someone send you a deck and being like, what do you think? You've got 15 other investors all sat in the room going, well, I think this, I think that, what about this? There's another company that's doing that. Um, So you actually really get to discuss. And actually, I think the... I think the opportunity to invest is actually quite higher at that point because you've got other people saying, oh, yeah, it's really good. And if someone knows yeah. more about that in- industry more than you, then, you know, you're probably more so likely to invest. Would you say it's, it's the pressure? Well, it's more about the, it's more the knowledge, I think, than the pressure because it's like sometimes someone will send me a deck and I, I don't know anything about the industry. And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is a good idea. But I actually don't know. But if you sat with a room of 15 people and someone actually knows about the industry and they go, oh, actually, yeah, this is brilliant. No one else is doing this, you know, or there's a few people doing it, but really badly. You know, it's more about, um, you know, just getting more of an insight into those companies rather than, you know, just seeing a deck, which, yeah, you know, most decks sense. can be... Um, you know, they're all quite compelling because that's what they're, yeah. they're they're built in a way to be compelling. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you don't so, know, it's difficult. What would you say is the most common mistake that people make when pitching their decks to you, like startups and entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because there's, there's a few things that actually really get on my nerves. <laughs> um, I think first of all, like having a really long deck, just a big mm. no-no. It's just like I understand, that, I understand that your business is really important to you, but when you're looking at quite a few, it's just it's just tedious. Uh, personally, yeah. I reckon you can do a deck in two slides. Seriously, I think you don't need like mountains and mountains and mountains of information. Uh, yeah. I just think it's it's just unnecessary. I think getting to the point straight away, like I don't need like a ten slide build up and then the idea. It's like, give me the problem, <laughs> give me the problem, give me the solution immediately, show me the competitive landscape, and then tell me why you're better. Like, really clear and concise. I think that's really important. Um, mm. Depending on what stage, I, like, when it comes to the money, I think show, like, you have to say what you're spending the money on. A yeah, lot of people yeah. do it, but a lot of people don't. They're like, oh, we're trying to raise a million quid. And we're going to spend it on various things. Marketing, like this, bit of that. <laughs> so like, okay, well, yeah. this is my money. So what are you actually going to do with it? Like, I want to know what you're going to do with it. That's really important. Um, and then, again, like, uh, not all the time, but again, I think put your valuation on something. Like, a lot of businesses don't actually, don't put a valuation in the deck. So you don't actually know what you're getting at that point. It's just kind yeah, of yeah, like, we're raising exactly. half a million. Do you yeah, so you're going in money? blinded. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, okay, well, for what? What am I getting? You know, what, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Um, 
I think another one, again, uh, like not everyone can do this, but I think that if you show money committed as mm -hmm. well, I think it's really important because like if, if I you have see, any, oh, yeah. Right. yeah, it's like, oh, right, you've got half a million, you've got 400 grand committed already. First of all, it, it actually gives like a little bit of pressure to you. You're like, oh, actually, I quite like it. There's only 100 grand left. Okay. Yeah. There's a bit of pressure yeah. there. Um, and also it shows that that you know people are committed you know, to the business already, which I think is important. Um uh yeah, and on the obvious thing, like the team. I think oh sorry, another big one again, spoke about this before, like what is the exit plan? Like when are we exiting here? Like how long is it gonna take for me to get my money back? Like yeah. I'm very happy to give money, but I don't want it to go into like a bottomless pit of not understanding, you know, when I'm actually going to get the money back. And it's quite, I know it's quite hard sometimes to put a timeline on that, but really you should. Like, you yeah. know, I want to sell this business in three years. This is who we're going to sell to. This is who they've bought in the past. This is why they're going to buy me, you know, happy days, you know. Happy yeah, happy. also like, also like if they don't want to do IPO, they could simply say, look, we want to do IPO, so forget about yeah. your money for the next seven years. But you know that like a year five, earning was mostly you can do secondaries and get 10, 20x probably what you're gonna get in right now. So exactly. it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, exactly. got it. And given that right now, so yeah, go for it. Sorry, I just wanted to ask another question real quick. Um, so what yeah. do you think is the hottest industry right now and why? I mean, industry-wise, um, I mean it was impossible to ignore um crypto. Blockchain, oh, yes. and, NFT, <laughs> and NFTs. Absolutely. I mean, NFTs. Like, I, can't, I can't turn around without seeing the, you know, NFT. And I, and I, and I genuinely think it is like there's there's a lot of hype at the moment, but I, I do think it is going to be absolutely massive. I mean, I'm a I'm a big believer in crypto anyway, generally, and I'm a big believer in blockchain and businesses built on blockchain. And yeah. I think with you know, we talk about the metaverse and all those sorts of things and Facebook clearly making some, some big moves and augmented reality yeah. and virtual reality and all this stuff. You know, I think I think those NFTs, you know, they're not just going to be static, they'll be moving. And I think the way in which you'll own those assets and how they'll be used, you know, online and in the metaverse, I think is clearly very exciting. I think we're, we're way off it being like... You know, not massive because clearly it's growing very, very quickly. Um, but I think the I think everyone's still kind of working out. You know, what is the opportunity and how do we build it and those and those sorts of things. Um, uh, you know, I think that that's a really exciting, really exciting area. You, you talk about just industries or markets or anything else. Yeah, it's just about the industry that I was wondering right. about. But do you feel the hottest is yeah. Cool. So James, the last question. I think we can running out of time, so maybe yes. like uh, <laughs> the kids can do the other question later. So like we 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 working a lot with like uh, let's say emerging markets, okay? Yes. And we do it because simply like I've read in some old book that it's much better to invest in those countries because you actually lift people out of poverty than in a social app based in uh, yes. California, etc. And it's yeah. what do you think? Like I guess you never invest in like North Africa, Middle East, stuff like that, and it's totally fine. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, what's whoa, your whoa, 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 whoa. 
Clearly, <laughs> you haven't looked at my LinkedIn. Because <laughs> I am invested. So I'm involved in a fund called Achilles Ventures. Okay. Which is which is which is an African investment fund. So I am directly invested in okay. Africa and the American and wh- market. Why? I appreciate it, James. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just said we appreciate it. For the exact same reasons that you just pointed okay. out. First of all, I mean, if you talk about Africa, Africa's got the fastest growing middle class in the entire world. So yeah. money is already swelling, which is great. Entrepreneurialism and entrepreneurs in Africa is the, it, the country is rife with it. But as you said, it's very, very difficult for them to build a business, to leave their job. Yeah. Um, so actually what, um, what exactly, and what, and, and also like, you know, we talk about FinTech and EdTech and all those sorts of things. You know, their country is built on that, not necessarily the technology they need now, but you know, they skipped, skipped out fixed phone telephony, everyone's on mobile. You know, yeah. you know, we're using apps on our mobile phone for banking. They've been doing mm-hmm. that for 10 years with M-Pesa and all those sorts of business, all those sorts of companies. Um, but it's really difficult for them to to leave their jobs. So I think the, the fund that I'm involved in specifically, and I'm not sure what you guys are doing, but I'd love to hear, you know, it's it's about giving them, um, giving the entrepreneurs the ability to break away from the job, giving them security in terms of money, giving them access to developers, designers, um, technologists. Um, so, so they don't necessarily have to invest in all those uh, all those areas. You know, uh, you know they can run their businesses, um, be incubated, uh, and then hopefully, you know, have a have a great business. I think it's completely un- not untapped because clearly there are funds now moving into it. But I think in terms of growth. And tech, you know, those markets, you know, are, are on. Uh, I would say they are on fire, but they they <laughs> they will explode in the next kind of three to five years. So I think there's a huge yeah. huge opportunity there, and it's a massive help to the economy. And you know, people who want to do things with their lives that might not necessarily have the means to do so, like you mentioned, California, in London, you know, most entrepreneurs can. They're supported for a year, a year, two years by the family or whatever. It's it's not like that in emerging markets. So, yeah. um, so I'm 100% on board with that. So James, um, this is a real question, like really off topic. But have you ever heard of the astronaut that was a bit claustrophobic? Who, May Jennison? Oh no, he just actually needed <laughs> a bit of space. It's one of my oh. lame jokes. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know how I know that. <laughs> well, interestingly, um, oh, so that was just a joke. Yeah, it, it was just a lame joke Francesco yeah. made me say. Oh, really? It's not Francesco, it was part of the vodka. It's like, guys, we're going to be boring, so let's rub your I mean, if it were... was relevant to what we were talking about, I might have been quite good, but I mean, uh, yeah. not bad. It was yeah. a good attempt. Well done. It's a good job this <laughs> podcast. You can drop us a podcast so they can't see how red you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> Who was the guy you yeah. actually said, James? No, yeah. not a guy. And actually, it's not. I've just done, uh, my kids just done, um, we're doing uh, Black History Week 
school. Yeah. And the first female astronaut was a lady called Mae Jennison. And actually, she wasn't claustrophobic. She was scared of heights. Um, oh, so okay. actually, she wasn't claustrophobic. But I thought, I, was, I, I thought what yeah, an opportunity to on actually the have an answer to this type of question. <laughs> yeah. I was never really <laughs> I but obviously, obviously an it was a joke. <laughs> In yeah, your mind, you were care. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. James, we don't care what you... I was like, yeah, I'm well clever. Yeah. I know the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> well educated, James. Well done. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we, I think... Yeah, yeah, go, go, Marianne. But I think, uh, to be honest, like we've run past 20 minutes and I think we can leave yeah. our three listeners with this amazing joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you for listening. Please don't block. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do, do, do you want to fire yes. the? Do you want to shoot the last question, Marianne? I was gonna do the closing three super fast questions. Are you ready, James? There you go. Is there any country you can expect massive growth from? Africa. Hottest industry right now? You said that. You said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give other angels to be successful in one line? Uh, don't rush. Perfect. That's a good one. <laughs> That's good. Yes, good that was really good. Right? Yeah, you said that to me, James. Cool, James. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah, Mister <laughs> Mister Thousand Miles an Hour. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks so much, James. Cool. Thank you no, so much. It's a pleasure. It's been really it's a pleasure. Great.